2: Good evening and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. This is Winners and Losers this week. I'm Gavin with me. I have got Matt and Davo. Um, a limited Premier League um, fixture list over the weekend for some reason or other. But um, still with plenty of winners and still plenty of losers to come out with. Davo, how are you? Sporting the Dubs. Cool. Top tonight because yeah, good news yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two, two two new free transfers. Two, <laughs> <laughs> two free transfers. Yeah, and um, yeah. big shout out to Joe Walsh as well, who's a shellbone man all his life. I read on <laughs> yeah. on Twitter yeah. yesterday, and Shells have got into the cup semi final. And um, he's some for isn't he?
0: Ah, oh, he's the best. He's yeah. the absolute
2: best. Joe Walsh, uh, Shells man all his life, as he proclaimed. Jesse, but are you good yeah
0: yeah, I'm good, yeah. I
2: can't wait for Dave to come on though. David. Yeah. Well listen, that's my fault. Um I was I typed Davo and it came up David on my phone. And I I always double checked him. And I didn't this time. And it got it got I you followed, in
0: fairness, I forgot all about, but Chris Brax was that to remind
2: me that. Yeah, well, to be honest with you, I I I didn't know you you messaged me saying I can't wait to see David there. I was like, What the fuck is he talking And Then I looked at him and went, Ah, for fuck's sake. But um <laughs> Listen, um, David's all right, but that was way more sounder. Uh, Matt, how are you?
1: Oh, I'm doing good. It's, uh, pity you you had to limit this to just you know football-related because there's a definite winner for the weekend. That was the Green Bay Packers, baby. Just absolutely putting the boots to the Bears last night. Exactly how the Bears <laughs> deserve. So, great, watched, great NFL game this weekend.
2: We watched some um, sport over the weekend, and I watched a long service, didn't we? And uh, we had a lovely time. We, me and you had a 20-minute row about Live Golf uh, right in the middle of the Bengals yeah. and Cowboys game. Um, and then, yeah, we just had a lovely time sitting, watching games together and uh, talking absolute shit. Like, we were talking stuff like, why do people in Dublin share stuff on Facebook when a dog has gone missing in LA? Um, <laughs> we've that sort of stuff. So if you want to watch yeah, it... If you want to give us
1: a full rundown on Clint Eastwood's girlfriends for the past 40 <laughs> yeah, years, we, yeah. we found out that uh, it wasn't Clint Clint Eastwood Eastwood went out with it was yeah.
2: No, what happened was Clint Eastwood. I made the reference that um, Joe Biden could definitely play the main character in Gran Torino 2 if ever came out because Clint Eastwood's probably busy. <laughs> and then we got to Clint Eastwood and I just had this infatuation for about 20 minutes and who does that guy go out with turns out I was thinking of Harrison Ford and he's the Flockhart but <laughs> that's how it went so if you want to watch our watch-alongs um, you, the link is somewhere It's we'll we'll find it for you and we'll throw it out there But this is
1: the sort of stuff you're in for yeah you're, you're, you you're, you're watching NFL
2: it. you're talking about Harrison Ford's girlfriend and you're Looking up stuff on Facebook where a woman in Dublin has shared that a dog has gone missing in LA. So that's basically
0: uh, Look, you, you you don't get that from Scott <laughs> Hansen on, on Red Zone. So
2: no. So are already
0: you're already of a niche.
2: Yeah. So uh, yeah. So we're having the crack with it. It's it's good, and um, we will keep going with it because we're having fun with it. Um. But it is winners and losers. Matt has picked a winner and loser. Davo has done the same. We're going to do this in. Ooh, about 56 minutes or so and we're going to get out of here that'll bring us to the hour and we go from there um, Davo your winner of the week
0: yeah my winner of the week is uh, Son Hyun Min or Min, Min Young, is that the way Son. you say it one, one of yeah, them yeah one of them Son of sports having a stinker of a time wasn't he he was, he'd no goals in the 4 6 six wasn't it four six league games no goals kind of a lot of uh a lot of noises and stuff like that. More from the fans. I, I was saying a few things about fans. About, because, looking for him, when you have someone like in there, who's obviously in the Brazil team or on the fringes of the Brazil team, and you're not scoring goals, fans, it get itchy. So, they it get antsy. And uh, I just thought, like, he was, look, dr- dropped is probably a strong word, but listen, he, he was left out of sight in the weekend uh, for the Um Comes on when the game is kind of still in the melting pot and bangs in a hat trick and what? half an hour he was on wasn't he he gets a hat-trick so I think they probably shot in the arm for him because he kind of strikes you as one of them players that confidence kind of player that them them six games that he went without a goal um, you'd say it was probably affecting him but um, to come on and get a hat-trick off the bench is if there was confidence now bound and again Spurs probably not brilliant but just finding a way like, look like when you can bring the likes of him off the bench and uh, I think he's class, I think there was obviously rumours about when they didn't I get the Champions the best League, that Klopp, yeah, I think there was Reomers, wasn't there, if, if they didn't get Champions League, Klopp was they interested, I, I'm the same, I, I, think, I think he's a brilliant player, I think mm. he's a brilliant player, and uh, I'd love to see him at Liverpool, it's obviously never going to happen, but um, yeah, no, he's my winner of the week after a horrendous start in the league and then to come on and do that, it's, uh, I, thought it was, uh, I thought it was great from the other weekend.
2: When when you bring in Richarlison, you are kind of looking, going, you'll never get in the team ahead of Kulusevski or or Son or Kane, and you know, but yeah, Son doesn't have a great start to the season, but he's every time I see him, he's good. He's he's always busy. He's always looking to to get behind the fences. He's he, he walks, he walks, he walks. But Davo, how big is it for Conte where he goes? I've brought in Richarlison. Richarlison has been okay for us. Like, doesn't he get a couple in Europe? Does he get a couple in Europe or something like that?
0: But he, yeah, he's he's got a couple of goals he, yeah. he
2: but, in him. Yes, yeah. but not only that, like, Richardson has been okay since he came in, but then you have Son, who's not been on great form, and you put him on the bench, and he comes off and goes, bang, there's a hat trick. Conte is absolutely rubbing his hands, isn't he? Oh,
0: look, a big time. And I think, really, like, I think the thing, I had a chat, mate of mine follow sports. I was just chatting to him the other day, and it's more, I think Son Does his is going to of... start with an R? No.
2: All right, no. okay.
0: He, and it's kind of what I was saying to him, they kind of remind Spurs remind me a bit of the Leicester team that won the league. Obviously we were just better players. I know that sounds a bit mad because Leicester went and won the league, but you get what I'm saying. Look like, like player for player Spurs would have a lot more quality. But I think Spurs' is downfall is if other teams give them the ball and sit in. Yeah. And I think that's what's I think that was what was Horton's uh, son. Teams were going to do that now. Listen, I you know sports have been getting the job done, like obviously the home game against Wolves and stuff like that. i bits of that, and it was, it was, a, it was a they're not a great watch, it was a bad watch.
2: Hmm.
0: Wolves kind of sat in two teams, obviously. Uh, can gets the goal from a corner and they win the game. But teams are given Spores, like on the run in last year when we were going to run in, I looked at that sports game as our hardest game by a million miles because they're set up to play us. Hmm. Uh, we, we'll have the ball, they want they want to the break. And I think teams have kind of copped onto them a little bit. They kept playing high and giving space in behind. And Son was struggling because teams were sitting in, no space to go in behind. And ultimately he comes on, I think, at 3-2 when Leicester are chasing. Yeah. And then look, Leicester are chasing. Space in behind. He gets his hat trick. So, you know, I think it's kind of cause and effect and stuff like that. But look, it's a huge, it's it's obviously huge, can't they? Obviously, seeing three-two, they're gonna push on space in behind. And Look, like you said, there manager brings a player on that hasn't scored a goal uh, yep. all season, gets a hat trick. Like you said, he's fucking over the mill.
2: Yeah, Jonathan says sports play crap football. Our thirty eight games, they aren't doing anything. But Conte has won a league playing this sort of football with Chelsea mm. in sixteen seventeen. Whatever, it is. um, is it sixteen seventeen? He wins it. I think he is the, the year, year after Leicester, Leicester. won. Yeah, the yeah, year the the year after yeah. After Leicester, yeah, but. Uh, it's just the way Conte plays like it's not it's not meant to be nice on the eye um, but but you're right you, giving them the ball and asking them to do something is where sports have the issue Matt Son is a brilliant footballer and yeah. like how much is he showing his character that for the first time like I know saying dropped as Davos said is a strong word to use but it's the first time where you've kind of went oh no he is out of that team Richardson's in that team instead of him and um, as good a player he is, it, it's a lot of mental strength to sit on that bench and go, I'll just come on here and I'll score Because there's loads of players out there that have been regulars in teams Matt, for ages and ages and they get dropped and they throw a hissy fit and they don't score when they come on and it all kicks off and six months down the road they're leaving the club.
1: Yeah, and Conte is also the kind of manager that gets an 11 nailed down that he can rely on and he'll roll with that. And it looked at the start of the season when none of Spurs' new signings were getting into the team that he was going to take the guys that had been there and kind of build his go-to first 11 out of it. And then when Song's, you know goes through a bit of a rough patch, because I'm like everybody, like everybody likes Jim and Son. I don't think there's anything to not like about him. Like the way he plays is super exciting. So the idea that he could hit a rough patch of form and then get on Conte's bad side and be kind of frozen out of the team, that was worrying because I, I want to see the guy do well. I mean, not that well, but, you know. There's certain players you don't mind uh, seeing have a good season sort of thing. Like Salah splitting the golden boot with him last year. It's way better than having to share it with Harry Kane. So uh, it is it is good for him. And I, I think it has something to do with, like, he didn't explode onto the scene when he was a young kid. So it seems like he had to put in some hard yards, you know, making the transition from playing in Korea and coming over to Europe on his own sort of thing. That uh, he seems to have a good head on his shoulders. So, yeah, good for him.
2: Jono says, Gav Conte is Chelsea, didn't have to worry about this Man City. No, that's 100% correct. But I will say, Conte is very successful in the way he does things. And if you actually look, when he takes over last season, doesn't he, from um, Spirit of Santo, um, over the period of time where he has them in there, they have a great points return. And Spurs will look, for me, to flat track bully probably 14, 15 of the teams 14 maybe the teams in this league and in the other six they look to take their chances you know they get a draw away at Chelsea now people have said they haven't played many big games this season but I suppose when they come up against the likes of Liverpool and um, don't think they played Arsenal yet um, next Arsenal's next Arsenal's next um, hmm. City even you know United you know, or wherever it might be you'll see a bit what, what, what they're made of because I think, I think he's alright I think a few of those teams will go here you have it you have it and we'll do it to you because Spurs are very very dangerous if you sit back or if you go against them or go at them and they have the out balls now and Son, Richardson, Kane, Kulusevski. they're much stronger in the middle of the midfield I think with the, with the signs they've made as well so it'll be interesting to see Um, we're going to move on though um, we're going to go to um, Matt's loser Matt you're loser of the week
1: my loser of the week is some of the highly touted, higher touted forwards in the Premier League this year that are just having a tough time getting the ball in the back of the net. If you look at some of the goals for besides some of the teams down in the bottom half of the table, there's, there's some pretty low numbers there. Like you're seeing some teams that are on a goal a game, maybe just a little bit better than a goal a game. And that's, that's relegation form. Like that's pretty worrying levels of goal scoring and we're almost 25% of the way through the season. So you can actually start to form a few opinions now. It's not like after, you know, you watch the opening game week, you can't really say much about it, but like, we're, we're getting a fair way into the season. And I mean the worst has to be like West Ham and Wolves. If you look at their players on paper, you know, you look at Wolves, they got Pedro Neto, no goals. Gonzalo Giddish, no goals. Wang Hee Chan, no goals. Newborn boy, Nunes, Nunez, no goals. Mutinho, no goals. Jimenez, no goals. Grecia Dama barely played. And, of course, he hasn't scored any goals. Like, Daniel Podens has two of their three goals. They scored three goals in seven games. That's really worrying. But when you look at those pa- those players on paper, uh, it's the same with West Ham. Benrama, Bowen, Skamaka, Cornet, Lanzini, Paqueta, no goals between all of those players. Antonio has one. Fornals has one it's there's going to be there's going to be a serious lack of goals i think in some of those teams that are in the 14th to 18th 19th range you know if bournemouth is going to get cut adrift eventually sooner or later i'd imagine but it's there's some good teams on paper there and there's not a lot of goals being scored the outlier to that is lester who we will get onto who have just an appalling defense but like, even Liverpool. Like, you look at some of the top teams. Ronaldo hasn't scored. Mount Pulisic, Gallagher, Broglie, Ziyech, uh, Bruno Gimoresh. No goals. Mm. You know? So, it's uh, it's yeah, it's not good for the guys selling their shooting boots.
2: It's it's mad when you list all those names and, and there's no goals beside them. Um, and I suppose when you look at... Like, West Ham is probably the interesting one for me. You know, Wolves don't score on a lot of goals. I think if you look back last season... They may be one of the lowest scorers in the league last season, but they conceded very little. You know, um, They've gone from a back five to a back four this season, and I don't know how much more solid they're looking, but usually when you change the your system, you're, yeah, you're looking to be as solid because that's what they wear, but by doing five into four, you're probably looking to get more up the top end of the pitch and they're just not getting it. You know, but, but that's the way Wolves are. They don't score a hell of a lot and they don't concede an awful lot. West Ham, though, you know, when you look at Fornals, you look at uh, Lanzini, Benrama, um Bowen, uh, Antonio, you've brought in Scamacca. You know, they had a great season last season in the league and, and in Europe. You know, and you, you're expecting to kick on or at least hold a level while players coming in are trying to acclimatise what they're doing. But they look to me like they're trying to change things a bit too quick for me. West Ham with, with some of the players coming in and the way they're trying to do things but the lack of goals is... is um It is concerning for a lot of them. You know, Forest, you know, a lack of goals maybe but conceding... Ever- conceding Everton, three Everton scored home. five goals. Yeah, Everton have drawn four or four, seven I think um and have five goals in seven games but Davo, is it is it just one of those where teams in the league are just saying instead of going out and trying to win games they're looking and saying to themselves... Don't lose. So they're coming out to look a lot more solid as they can because I think there's probably seven or eight teams down there that you could genuinely say could go down.
0: Oh, listen, I, I think the alarming thing for all them teams down there is how good Fulham have been. They would have been nailed on as kind of relegation fodder, I'd imagine. they're, they're scoring lots of goals. Uh, they can see it in a few a couple they're seeing some as well. Like they're not they're not they're not a clean sheet merchants, but they're kind of right up there. Uh, in the upper echelons at the minute, now obviously they'll drop down a little bit, but yeah, your point about so many, I, I think it's see, I think the likes of West Ham, like they had it with uh, that chapter went to the Dartmouth there that got diagnosed. I can't, like, uh, yeah, they went and spunked a load of money on him, didn't work after spunking a load of money on this fellow, have I haven't seen a lot of him, he's got a
2: few it, so. in Europe,
0: yeah, so I don't know, he, he, he could be decent, but so they're obviously like that trying. Down a road where they can get more goals in, but ultimately, when Antonio was on time for them and that's when that's when they get their goals. Uh, the Villa game the other night was absolutely deplorable, but they, they got a win. Um, I do think I do think you're right, I think it's going to be a, a season where seven or eight are going to be looking over their shoulder constantly because it's just because of no, the lack of goals, yeah, like, like, like a severe lack of goals, like it's. It's bad yeah, it means if you, if you, but if be you, some, if you look at it, you, have, you have this
2: year but if you look mm-hmm. at it right well we get on to Leicester because I think they're in serious serious trouble and it's not only down to our manager he's a huge part but I think he, I I think that you're, you he, he could be they could be in serious trouble right but Forrest you could argue right brought in loads of players now it's overcooked a little bit because they had so many players on loan last season that yeah, they had, they had no back. players had left after the season ends. you had to bring in a load of players West yeah. Ham they probably had the firepower to get over, but if you get into a row, and like you say in two games time we're 25% of the way into the season just about mm-hmm. just right Wolves don't score an awful lot they've they've six points um, from seven games right um, Palace could be alright Villa aren't scoring an awful lot Southampton Everton um, Bournemouth have eight points at the minute, but that you'll expect them to drop. And if you look at it there, that, that's eight teams down there where Leeds will probably score enough. But you know when you usually go into a season and you say to yourself, three came up, two of them, ah, they'll probably go down. And you pick maybe two more or three more where you go three from that five. I could you could genuinely say three for me, and it'll probably come down to who actually starts scoring goals. But when you look at the makeup of those sites, can they score them without conceding them? Because Forrest try score and concede a lot. Everton don't yeah. try score but don't concede an awful lot. It's it's
0: uh, Everton are obviously missing Calvert Leon big time, but he's look like, his injury profile is, is very poor now. Wolves like you mentioned, Wolves have been tracking like this for probably about three years. They just they don't score goals, they like they have that back three tight games, probably never lose by or very rarely lose by more than a goal, they're always in a game. Like Jared feel it, struggling to get the balance to find his best side, so they're not they not scoring goals. West Ham are obviously having issues at the minute with seeing West Ham players giving out about our West Ham fans already giving out about the balance of the team and uh it's all wrong that they they, they think I haven't seen much of them. So I think I think Palace will be fine. I think Vieira's uh is on his way to being a, a very good manager. I think they'll be alright. Fulham, obviously, the outliers, banging goals in, well up the table. Forrest, like you said scored them but Jesus Christ they're absolutely leaking goals but then they, they had to sign all them players yeah. so it's like there's a, there's a lot of teams kind of at Southampton yeah. to say like then I don't know how they get out of relegation trouble every year but they do because they, they look like they've nothing now they've been a bit more excited this year they've signed some young players um, so look a bit more exciting. but that game Friday night was fucking rip you, I tell you, off the one, throw it out the window stuff. For. It was fucking deplorable. <laughs> deplorable. Um, but look, at, Villa be delighted they got the win, so, yeah, look, it's, it's, it's fucking, it's uh, fucking, it's certainly interesting now on that end, Ari.
2: Yeah, and like, even, even um, like, this this is shouting, Kevin, even to say this this early is mad, right? Any side now putting back-to-back wins together will make the table look very different. Confidence is a massive part of it. But, that's something you usually say after like 30 games, isn't it? Where you say, yeah, in, if, a in team, March. If, if a team down there can just put one or two wins together. are yeah, you saying should... about the
0: championship? Yeah. One or two wins and you're right up there. Yeah.
2: And that's where it's feeling for me already. Like, And when Matt, when Matt brought this up and he was saying like lack of goals, I was like, yeah, okay. And, and somebody else said there like limited pre-season means limited time to patterns of play, players coming in in a condensed period of time I and mean, you know, it's hard to get them going. But, I just feel like, you. Do you know when you have like Liverpool and City, and you feel like the running is like 28 games long, right? It, the running isn't 10 games anymore. And like Arsenal are up there right now, and credit to them, they've been excellent. Um, although their first big test, I think they failed it miserably at United. Um, you look at City or just City, and they've literally a fellow up front that. They don't even want to play with. They just keep giving them the ball to put it in the net. He's not having any other say in, in any games. Liverpool have been slow to start, but at the end of the day, win their game in hand, they're six points off the top this early. And you kind of say to yourself, just stay with it, stay with it. Whereas in previous seasons, you're going, if you drop a point and or if we, City drops a point, or we drop a point, you, you know, it's fucking, the arse has fallen over. And you're kind of looking at the league after 30 going, who's down the bottom? Who? What's happening there? Let's let's. But now I think you could be 10-12 games in, and you could be going. They may are going to cook a drift here. This could be an absolute scrap, and I think. Um, I read Steve's credit to Arteta. Yeah, absolutely, he's <laughs> they've been excellent. Um, but I I think the lack of goals we're talking about it now when we're in September I think I think come February March you could be looking on they just have not scored enough goals and if they are scoring goals they're conceding too many because I think there's loads of these teams that are set up to not concede and if they go and try win games of football they concede at the other end so it's a it's a massive um, balancing act I think a lot of them have down there Um, Matt you're a winner what is it
1: well, it kind of ties in with this because if you uh, if you take the Bournemouth game out of our goal scoring for the season, we've scored six and five league games. Mm. If you take out the nine against Bournemouth, yeah. it's not it's not great. Like we're not banging the goals in for fun. So, um, I honestly think that the death of the Queen may have saved our season. Uh, I think we were at a crucial point after that Napoli game where we had taken a big blow to the chin. And we needed time to, like, you know, when a, when a when a fighter gets hit right at the end of a round and they can just kind of stumble back and go sit down for their in-between rounds 30 seconds and get their head cleared up as opposed to having to be back out there for another minute. Just the time off, like, I hate it when Liverpool don't play. I hate it. I love watching this team play. And I couldn't have been happier that our games got canceled because I think it's come at a perfect time. We're getting players back from, you know, injury breaks you saw the difference that just having three guys back from injury made against the IX. We had one in defense, one in midfield, one in attack, and they were our better players in those three phases of the field. You know, they were easily the best players, I would say, in Matip and Tiago's case in the midfield and the defense. Uh, but, like, it, it allows us to send Arthur to the 21s with Fabio Carvalho and just have a closed-door game just to get some match fitness into their legs. They are out on the training pitch that much more, like – you know, when you, you hear about when they play this condensed schedule where they say, like, there's no time for training. You have a match day and then you have a match day minus one, which is just pure recovery. And then you're building up to the next match day. Like, you don't really have time to try to work on organization. And now we've had that time. So, uh, like, I, I was really buoyed by the performance of the team against the Ajax and couldn't have been happier that our two league games were canceled and we get this three-week period because... Not a ton of our guys are going away on international break. You know, we'll be able to especially our midfielders will be able to keep them at home, get that cohesion back into our midfield, get a few of those guys that are a little bit further on the fringe coming back from injury, just back into the fold. And I like we're gonna have three preseasons effectively before Christmas time. Yeah. You know, one before the season, this one with <clears> the the Queens break and the international break, and then the one for the World Cup. So it's I'm really hoping that we can uh
2: take advantage of this. Davo, Liverpool haven't been good this season. Um, you know, Fulham, opening day of the season, weren't good, could have won it. Palace, were okay. United you know, you at um, they bashed Bournemouth, um, you know, the Napoli stuff is, is fucking madness. Um, but, the you agree with Matt? Because I do to a point, I think... This break is huge for us, not only to get players back from injury or or get players up to speed. Because I think a, little, a few of them, and I keep saying, it, I think a few of them they have looked lethargic and what they're doing. Um, how how I think it's big. I think it's being. I think it's a big thing. And I think time will only tell when we go to play Brighton as our first game back. I think. Mm. Um, but is it something Liverpool needed? Is it somewhere Liverpool needed just a reset button this early to say, hold on. We have to park that now. These are coming back. Players around, players looking with familiar faces around them a bit more um, start to play their own game again and we're, we're, we're not as leggy or lethargic and we've more options and stuff like that. How how big is it? Are, are we overcooking this? Because it could be egg on the face come Brighton in whatever it is. Yeah, look, 10, like 12 it, days it, time.
0: Like, Yeah, Like you said, Proof would be in the puddle when you go back, but I think it could be, listen, I think after, I think the O X win was huge. I do, I th- think that was a big, big win, especially after what happened in Napoli. Not only for the Champions League, group, but for going forward. Like you mentioned, the games, but like the United game, probably could have got something out of it. Probably could have got something out of every game. Mm. but uh, enabled. Um, hit the woodwork a few times and whatnot, but we have been We've been grinding it out. It's been lethargic. It's been slow. It's been hard to watch. The quality hasn't really been there, but the... Like the heart has been there. We've been like we've stayed until the end. The Newcastle game, the OX game, digging out wins, um, and I think after the OX game, if you ask the players, they probably would say to you, "Yeah, we want to play against Sunday." So I think it could be a subconscious thing that maybe they do need a bit of a break. That players will always tell you they want to play, but this couple of weeks that they've had off, um, with a block of train and probably some rest thrown in as well, and all that. I I think it can only help. I, re, I really do. I think it can only help. And going forward to the Brighton game, listen. There's no point. There's no point in having this block of two weeks we had off to get training done and stuff like that. If someone comes back, some big player comes back injured from international break. That is the international break is absolutely <coughs> huge. Yeah. That we get that we get all the bodies back uh, in decent enough shape. Yeah. And I think if I think if we we do. I Think things are looking up, and uh, I'd probably expect us to go and beat Brighton to be honest with you. Um, and kind of start getting the show back in the world. Because The league is a bit mad, like, like we've like asking, like, many games gone set. Well, with six for us, seven, seven for most, yeah. They've they've seen you've dropped four points, but like, oh, you know, they lost mm-hmm. against Spurs to start last season. Uh, see, uh, like opening day, day last season, opening day, yeah. They don't like you. if you ask me, would City drop four points in the four or seven games, I'd have said no chance. If he said will Liverpool drop nine in the four or six, I'd have went, No. Yeah. But we don't know what's going to happen this year because of this mad World Cup in and, and look, a couple of our big lads aren't gone. Um so again, look it, it just feels like international football is going to have a, a big burden on this season and if you can get the bodies back, I'd be would be, be confident of uh kicking on because yeah. look we're not we're not that far away.
2: For me it's a couple of things It's Yeah Like the likes of um, Henderson will be back Kanati be back Jot will have more time In his legs Thiago as well Arthur Mello is Of course doing that game's 21's game um, Naby will be back
1: mm,
2: Naby will be back um, But he's not allowed to play Because he hasn't registered him For anything um, But you look at even Carvalho Who picked up an injury Didn't he Um, something. Yeah, yeah And then he yeah, missed Naby game, leg. But he's, he's back playing and, like, you know, that's all being put up as an argument about all these players missing and players kind of coming in and out and whatever it might be is being put up as a bit of an excuse for Liverpool. And, and some of it might be valid, some of it I think is not. You know, there should be games you're winning, fo- you should be winning games of football, especially the ones where we've dropped points, in my opinion, Manchester United included. Um, but getting all those back is absolutely fine, but that's when the season really needs to start and really need Liverpool need to show what they are because doesn't like you said, if everyone comes back, if you get one injured coming back, you go, For fuck's sake, but we can not keep this thing where oh one player's injured or oh, one player's injured. If we turn back up for Brighton and everyone I, I don't know if Henderson will make it, but you know, if the twenty four or twenty five are fit, they've had a nice break. Some of them are on international duty but they're used to that. And they come back and we've had time on the training pitch and all. If we come back and we're not and we're, we're still playing the same sort of way and tempo that we have in a lot of our league games you turn around and go well, hold on is there something deeper here because they've been given all the tools really over the last two weeks to improve stuff um, both on the mental side of the game physical side of the game just patterns of play whatever it might be but it's it'll be telling, and and somebody says there like nine games next month. Kieran says it nine games next month. We'll have more options through that tough month. Uh, it's a tough month for everyone. It is, and I think we play Arsenal, City, and stuff like that in in the in next month as well. But I think the tell well, with, with a bit of
0: look, with a bit of look with the internationals. Gav is that it's like even the ones that are going away, like. Alisson mightn't play because there's obviously Edison there and there's the Weverton, the home keeper that your mm. man gives time to. Southgate has 49 right-backs in the squad. Yeah. Trent might only yeah. play bits and bobs. Uh, obviously, Matter doesn't go. Canate is injured. Van Dijk will. Robertson's not going. He's injured. Uh, Thiago didn't get in the squad. Um, Fabinho doesn't play for Brazil or is not first choice. Now again, listen, this could be the one for the fringe players where the manager's having the looks so of. Fabinho could play a couple of games. Uh, for me, is I think he's in because he's the closest team to the way Brazil play for a false nine uh, with Neymar. He's not nailed on to go, but he's in this squad at the front three are obviously the, the rest uh, Jota Salah Um and Diaz are obviously gone as well. So it's not it's not as if the lads are gone and they're going to be hammered for the for the, for the international break. So that's that's one way I'm kind of looking at it. That listen, our lads mightn't get flogged. They might get they might not get flogged on their way for a couple of games. Mm.
2: Reclaimer says people are saying Arsenal have failed their only test they have, um, but Liverpool have failed in four from the sixth games so far this season. Uh, Gunners are playing much better. Yeah, I understand that, but I think Arsenal are probably playing near a peak, and I don't think Liverpool are anywhere near that. And um, that's the only argument. And Ars- make Arsenal have
1: that. only used about thirteen different starting players. Yeah, he's he's been fairly players. consistent. Almost the ex- exact team.
2: Yeah, and and you know what? I've I think that he's doing the right thing. I think he's sticking with those yeah. players that winning games. Um, but I think what's telling as well is is that. That Van Dijk interview after that IX game is telling for me. Because he makes a point of coming out and saying, look, yeah, we go through tough times. Yeah, things happen. But he's like, making all of this stuff out to be something that possibly not. But at the same time, he was kind of going, yeah, we haven't been good enough. He's very honest in it. But at the same time, he's kind of going, yeah, we haven't been good enough. But stop our blowing it. Like, you know. And nearly taking responsibility for what's going on. I like that. He's taking responsibility saying, listen, you mind your own fucking business for a minute. We'll sort it out. We haven't been good enough. Leave us to it. And I think that's been quite telling because that's where I'm kind of pinning my hopes on Brighton and beyond, where they come out and they go, haven't been good enough. Excuses are over. Any leeway we have now is over. You know, players are back and stuff like that. Hopefully, hopefully, um, it, it, it serves us well over... What's going to be a mental October, like mental? It can't, games get, it can't get a minutes. lot. It
1: can't get a lot worse, can no. it? Like we can't come back from the international break worse than we like. Oh fuck! We can't possibly. I just refuse to believe that. But like, it's entirely possible that we've had our injury crisis for the season now. Like there was a point where we had, I think, ten players who were in and around the first team. Like you looked at our players that were out, out on injured. And you would have fielded a pretty decent 11 that could have played, you know, in the Premier League. And we're getting most, if not all, of those players back. And it's entirely possible that Arsenal has an injury crisis, that City have an injury crisis. Like, it's it's just the way that injuries go. Like, we've suffered from it badly at the start of this season, so have a couple of other teams. And it, it's going to be somebody else's turn to take their medicine eventually, so.
2: Mm. Right. Um, Davo, you're a loser. Of the week, place
0: uh, Brendan Rogers.
2: I know he was kind yes. of doing, wasn't he? Last week, yeah. Gav, or, we've, or lashed week through, we've lashed through the four three because we just want to get to this,
0: yeah, Yes. And they just a different kind of angle. I like I could come on here and say he's shite and this, that, and the other. Listen, yeah. I'll do that a minute. He, he, yeah, look, he's capable and whatnot. But just kind of listening to some stuff today, and it turns out that Brighton he was mentioned in the Brighton boardroom as a successor to Potter and they decided not even to contact Leicester, who would have been very happy by all accounts the reason uh, to to do a deal with the Brighton to release Rogers because apparently by all accounts the reason is he's still there is that he's owed ten million quid if they sack him and they're struggling for doubt. They're struggling to be financial fair play Leicester and handing him ten million quid won't be good enough if twenty if million he is the is the yeah. rumor. Um. Well, it was whatever I was listening to that it was Tam, right? But anyway, they they, they give him a watt if if they if they sack him, um, if if they didn't, if he if he was to agree to mutual consent, he'd be gone over the weekend. I'm not sure that's going to happen. But the most alarming thing I, I I just felt was that for a fella who was linked with an awful lot of jobs, the likes of Spurs, um, uh, the likes of Spurs, Arsenal at, at times United. bigger jobs, United bigger jobs. Like Brighton and Hove Albion. Like Brighton and Hove Albion decided not to pursue Brendan Rogers uh, when they need a manager and they went with Deserby. And I think his stock is absolutely plummeting. And I think he needs to have, like, I wouldn't say he shorted though. And no. I think he needs that. I, I think he, I think for his career, taking a mutual consent here might be a good thing rather than that stock to keep plummeting because them players aren't playing for him. Defensively, they are not playing for him at all. And I know. Listen, Kev was talking about the owners yeah, fair. That not much money is being being put in, but by all accounts, it's a financial fair play thing, and they're struggling to do some maneuvering. Maybe, maybe they they could be doing more. That they've been shocking at the owner, whoever's there, looking at the football side and the financial side. But I think I really do think the way his stock is plummeting, like he he might be as well to say, "Yeah, look, shake hands. we we'll, we'll go our separate ways."
2: Well, if they fire him. He's all 20... The the rumour is 20 million quid, right? Um, Mutual consent, he could probably get half of that. You know, there's half the money. Mutual consent and out you go. Um, But I think he's at the stage where he doesn't care. And I'll tell you why. Because he's tried to talk himself into a couple of jobs. Do you remember when he was at Leicester about six months and the Arsenal job or the Spurs, one of them come up and he was literally doing interviews after Leicester games? you know, putting himself up there for these jobs, right? Where does he go? Because you're stuck in plummet in a job, but if you're out of a job for long enough, your stock plummets even more. Because people are going, Hew, I remember, yeah, he was manager a couple of years ago. Nah, fuck that. You know, the game's probably passed the boy. And I think he's, he's cornered himself a little bit. He should have left Leicester at the end of last season. That's what he should have done. He should have. He should have made waves with Leicester and said, "Listen, I'll take X amount, whatever it might be, a nominal amount of money, to go, because he could have been in line for a couple of jobs. Then he could have been in line for that Chelsea job, offer. You know what I mean? He could have been in line for better jobs. But right now, like Liverpool, United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs, West Ham. If you, you know, if you want to take away from." The fact that West Ham fans are going mad. They're all locked in. Where does he go? Like, Davo, where like he he loses that job, he probably has to stay out for another. If he wants anything up there, he's you're probably looking at another year at least. He snookered himself. And I think his own pride has done it to him, Davo. Yeah,
0: look. Like he's he's always been ambitious, and like you said, he's always fond of chatting about jobs that he likes and and, and and whatnot. He was quick to, listen, he'd he done everything up itself that he could do. He wanted a lesser job. He wanted them an FA Cup. They'll be over the moon with that. I don't think the fans are happy at all. I think the, the majority of fans want them gone now and it's not that far removed from their FA Cup win. Listen, if I, in England, boys, Listen, he's obviously a, a fluent Spanish speaker. He could go to La Liga and get a, a fairly big job there bar the big two, obviously, or big three. Um, I would imagine the likes of it, I, I, for him now in England. If I if I was to go pear shape now, I think he'd be more looking at kind of the big club rather than the club that's open challenge. I'm looking at a Newcastle and Aston Villa, mm. a West Ham, something like that. Yeah. That's where I think he kind of end up. That kind of that kind of job. But they're a, they're a big club, big stadiums, big fan bases, um. Good history when yeah yeah looking at the likes of Villa, but um I, th- I think that's I think that's his lot really in England, and I think he'll he'll he'll, uh, he'll end up going for him probably
2: mm. Matt. Just on the other side of it, away from his future, if he doesn't go because we spoke to a Leicester fan going back towards this, it was during the transfer window. The season may have started, yeah. but the window wasn't closed, and he what he was saying was that the amount of players Leicester have is the issue. They couldn't get rid of enough players mm. to bring some in, and in doing so, you know, even if they brought in four really good players for the fourth team, they were paying a lot of money to other players that wouldn't play, weren't moving because of their contracts, and would be an issue financially. The talk was the money was there, but I don't know. There's, there's varying stuff now about about like that uh, says um FFP and stuff like that. But just on the other side of it, if he doesn't go, right? If they're if they're that stuck that they can't give him the money. And he can't get him to agree to a mutual termination, which I think is pride may actually keep him at the club, you know, just going on on um, previous work. Um, does he keep them up? Does he get them any better? Because I think Davos, right? I don't, I don't think the goalkeeper they have in goal is just looks like he hasn't played football in three years, four years. I'm right? scared of right? you. You yeah. look at the defense, you look at the defenders they have, and you're kind of going, they're just not organized. Are the attackers having any influence? No. And the midfield just looks open and not really hard-walking. When you look at going back a year ago, you had Jewsbury Hall really highly rated. Daka, Vardy had always threatened you. Harvey Barnes was 50, 60 million mm-hmm. a year ago. Has he completely lost them? And he's stuck with them, and they're stuck with him.
1: It's almost like the squad situation at Leicester is kind of mirroring Wolves from a couple of years ago where, you know, they could have cashed in on some, on some players, you know, you could have sold Raul Jimenez, you could have sold uh, Ruben Neves and stuff like that for 50, 60 million, but instead you kept on with them and their form is kind of flagged off a bit. This year is the answer to the question of when is Jamie Vardy's legs finally fall off? It seems like I've been calling it basically since the year they won the league of like, he can't keep doing it. Guy drinks 12 Red Bulls a day. Like how is it possible that he's still performing at this level and, He's just not anymore. But like, I can Rodgers put Sterling at wing back, maybe, and you know, do something crazy with the formation. Like, I don't know because, like, on paper, like I like Telemans. I would have been happy had we signed him. James Madison's got a lot of Coutinho about him. Doesn't seem to do much defensively or for the shape of the team, but he can hit an absolute banger. And yeah, Patson Daka, you know, he was good when he played for Salzburg against us in the Champions League, and it was one of those signings they made last year of like hey, that's. That could be a pretty astute little signing right there. But they're just not clicking. And at the end of the day, it comes down to the manager. Like, I don't see. So, like, I've been doing a little bit of uh, poking around on the Leicester City subreddit and just seeing of, like, how what's the prevailing wind like? And in it's in the last month, it's changed to almost 100%. Rogers should have been gone last week or two weeks ago. Like there's nobody. All you're seeing is people saying like, "I was Rodgers in for the longest time, but now he has to go." Like, so I just looked at the the payout table for the Premier League. The difference in cash prize you get for finishing seventeenth versus finishing in twi- finishing in eighth is twenty million pounds. So there's about two million for every spot you move up that table. So even if his payout is twenty million, three, four, five spots in the table that pays for at least half of that sort of thing. Like it seems like they, they, they need to pull the trigger on him now. And I was seeing people that were saying that it was just the Queen's funeral that come tomorrow or maybe Wednesday at the latest that he'll get the bullet in the back of the head and they can bring in a new manager because their fans are going, why aren't we doing this now? We've got an international window. Not a lot of our players are gone on international duty. We could bring the new guy in and kind of drill them. But their first game back is uh, at home to Nottingham Forest. So you get people going like, oh, you can't put a new manager in for – you know, the big rivalry game sort of thing. But I don't know because I've watched three, four Leicester games this year and like they're just not good. They, like
2: they, uh, I think the You see, I think Leicester fans might be hanging on to the fact that these players have form for this. Right? Leicester Leicester players have had managers sacked in the past by just down and tilts. and um, they've done but it. But they to, don't you know, have
1: form for a relegation <coughs> fight. No I don't think no, this but, team but, has it in them.
2: But what I would say is and going back to Kev's point. If you, if you get someone in and I think the players do change, I think them players look tired of him. You know? Like even like Kev says there, uh, fellas on the far post for corners. It's so blatantly obvious. It just looks like he's got tired of what he's doing and because of spoofing has only got him so far and he can't get any further and the players are looking going, I'm not listening to this fella anymore. And they can change like that because Leicester did do that. Leicester under, um, wasn't it the guy that managed Southampton? Do you remember the, the, the guy that managed to Hampton and he ended Claude up... Claude Puel? Yeah, Claude Puel. And he just stopped playing. And he just stopped playing for him. And he got sacked and he came back the next world. Leicester were like fucking Brazil. You know, and I think if they want to stay in this... I genuinely think if you left Rodgers every the end of the season, they get relegated. Because I don't think they want anything to do with him. And I, part of me thinks he doesn't want anything to do with them, but they're kind of rocking a hard place.
0: I, 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 do you know what I'm sorry, Gavin. That no, go on. The, the issue with that is, right, is is it, he, he could end up staying due to the financial aspect of it. And then what you need there is you need a strong board. And it, it's like every aspect the club needs to realize, right, he's not going anywhere. We are where we are, and we have to get ourselves out of it. Because if not, you're gonna have a manager with a relegation on a CV, a club. That won the league that had gone down, which all the financial ramifications to come to that. And then a fucking gr- a group of players that'll have a relegation in their CV and they'll be all scrambled to get out of the club. Mm. So it was a little bit similar to Southampton. Now, the difference was, hasn't it wasn't was long in the door. I think it might have been after one of the 9 0s. Against okay,
1: Leicester?
0: Tito, at, yeah, I think, yeah, against Leicester probably. And a couple of the players were letting be know, we don't really fancy this fella. And they were told by the board, he's staying. So, sorry to do. he's staying on no what I So if he's want to to fuck around and get relegated, that's on use. So Hampton players booked up. But Mm. something like that can happen at Leicester where the players all look at each other and go, right, listen, he's staying. We need to get our fucking arses in gear because we don't want to get on. Mm. So unless that happens. (coughs) But I I do agree with you, it'd probably be gone stale there and they're not listening to him. Now he Mm. has brought in some set-piece coach and from looking at them the last while, he'd be the hardest working fucking man in European football, I'd say. But he had, he had, he was he's only recently appointed because the camera kept going to him every time they fucking can at the corner uh, uh, against Spurs on Saturday.
2: Thor uh, says, say says, by the way, I remember them Leicester fans from last uh for over the last few seasons. Yeah, that's a great point. Um if they go down, it's no skin off our nose, because they're appalling. Um
1: but I uh, just one thing. Yeah, I I saw somebody said that uh, the Leicester owners might have done a little Barcelona style deal with their future TV revenues. Okay. And kind of leveraged leveraged against future earnings. So like, if that's, I have no idea whether that's true or not. I saw it on the internet, so I'm just going to presume it is. If that's the case, they cannot flirt with going down because it was a it was a Leeds fan that mentioned it, and he's like, "Holy shit, man! I've seen this movie before." Yeah. Like you guys were so close to getting into Europe and then it all fell apart real quick and it's, it could take while, a while to come back up. So, like yeah. if they've leveraged their future earnings on staying in the Premier mm-hmm. League and they don't, like, adios Leicester.
2: Yeah, and you'd, you'd, you'd wonder as well if any of these players have relegation clauses because Allison says there, uh, or Allison says, they should have sold Madison and Thielmans in the last two seasons. They gambled on top four while not selling anyone in 2021. It failed. And that was always Leicester's blueprint. Even when they won leagues, they sold you know, they well, not leagues. The league, they sold. You know, um Mares. They sold Kante. You know, they they've sold big players, Harry Maguire, for Harry Maguire. a lot of money. You know, but they always seem to. That was always their buffer. You know, sell one, we'll keep improving. But that that money was always a little buffer there for them, and it just seems over the last little while they haven't done that. Now Fafan has gone for fucking colossal money, but mm. that's probably making yeah. up for the last. Now, listen, I'm sure it's windows.
0: I sure they thought there was there was bids gonna come in maybe from Addison and Tielemans. Uh, listen, mm. Tielemans it would have been two years ago because everyone's at that cotton on now that he's an absolute fucking hamburger and he can't be off. So yeah. I don't Hat-borker. think any of the top <laughs> I, I don't think any of the top teams going near him. He was absolutely blown out of his hole after yeah. about fifteen minutes of the sports game. Yeah.
2: He cannot fucking move. Can't so move. Th- let's let's just presume that he does go. Let's let's presume he does go. You know, today is Monday. He could be s- sacked by Wednesday or towards if the an agreement Who goes into that job because you have got a squad there that I think could just p- turn on their heads very quickly because I think mm. we've seen it before. But the bottom of the league after seven games with one point, you know, um, somebody did say they have a good, nice run of fixtures coming up, which is fair enough. Yeah, but, the next
0: four are right, yeah, yeah. yeah but,
2: forward, all right. but who would you look to bring in there because you, can get them. You, you have to, first and foremost, like you could come in with a, a an idealistic appointment where you go he plays amazing football but you're going we're bottom of the league with one point you know the, and we're there for a reason this squad as much as they might be able to flip around its head they're still only on one point after seven games but who should he look to bring in because I, I think it's a hard appointment I, not only to get right but to convince somebody I think it's. It, I think it's going to be a convincing job for, for for someone Ma Davo you can share I- these ones if you have a name
1: I, I'd like to see him just do a Yankee swap with West Ham and just swap Moyes and Rodgers around. Okay. You know, to me, that seems like the logical, because they both could lose their jobs at about the same time. Like the first one could, to go could still be out of work when the second one goes. And it could just be a, like how Dean Smith got sacked by Villa and this went straight to Norwich last year. Mm-hmm. I, I could see something like that happening. Uh, and David Moyes would probably, seems like the type of manager that wouldn't let a team down tools on him. Like he seems like he's got enough of the man management about him, you know, good old boy thing. Johnny Evans is there to help him out, sort of, to get that team rallying behind him. Uh, I mean, if they're if they're if they keep waiting, if they wait any longer and it gets closer to the World Cup and they're still down in that zone, like Allardyce is out of the game, Hodgson's out of the game, it's got to be Sean Dyche.
2: Well, James Milne says that Leicester are looking at the Brentford manager. Um, somebody's it's never mentioned somebody's mentioned Rafa. Um, Sean Deutsch has got to mention, um, but Davo, they're gonna, they need to bring somebody in where they go. Well, listen, he's coming in to make sure we don't go down. Before Doyle
0: should, should be the one. Then wouldn't it? Look, listen, look, listen. If they, if they get Thomas Frank or Brentford. Um, that would be good, but again, Celtic manager has
2: been me mentioned as well.
0: Celtic, oh, he's not. He's not leaving. Well, the cargo's going nowhere. Yeah, he's, I don't think he's going anywhere. Not for a while, anyway. I think he will eventually. Got beaten at the, the
2: weekend, Paul. Got,
0: yeah, fucking let me down for two hundred and fifty-five quid. The shite bags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, that's what you
2: fucking, her, And you know that's I you
0: don't get? like them. I no, anyway, you, you don't. You I, love laughing at Celtic. Don't. Yeah. Um, they were getting. They got their own back of me the weekend. But now listen, it has to be. Look at. Has to be Deutsch as co- kind of a, a firefighting thing. Someone needs to go in there.
2: But is Deutsch going to take that job where he knows it's just a firefighting thing? And at the end of the season, he's gone. Is Deutsch still? He,
0: he, like he, he will if he's getting a fucking about fifteen million quid golden handshake if they yeah, stay up.
2: That's fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. enough. Well, he need, look. Yeah, they I need someone to go in there a... and
0: stop the goals. Like they need to, they need to shore up. They, they can't. look like Danny Ward would make a goalkeeper's cousin. they mm. need to scour that transfer market for the, for a, a keeper that is a contract somehow who's a free agent somewhere because they, they, they can't keep going with him he's absolutely brutal yeah. and they're going to need to just shore it up and go back to maybe the way they played um, when they won the league just sit back and try and hit teams on the break because they've, they've plenty of pace around the place uh, I, li- I really like your man Harvey Barnes but he's playing but uh, his confidence is so low looking at him playing there's some quality there like they have some quality there they just can't defend yeah. So they need to need to get someone in who's it was it was a bit of a mulligan and used to that.
2: Yeah. Um it'll be interesting to see. I I, I think it's a difficult one because I think I think his pride will keep him there and uh sack me so I can get me money will keep him there. Mm. But part of it again I think he'd be looking going if I get sacked here and there's not much pickings around, he could be left treading water for a long time, waiting for a job to come up. Um, but then again, you mentioned Villa and Gerard gets a win, but I think Gerard looks to me like a man that's under massive pressure, even by his reaction to, at the game to the other night. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, we're going to leave it at that. We've done so well 52 minutes. And we did say an it's hour. That's supposed to be the fucking
0: quickest ever. Well,
2: I always do that for you, Davo, because I know you're up a fucking high. I know, I know, I know. I know. I am great. I'm the best boy, Davo. <coughs> um, best boy. But look, before we go. Um, Bobby's wish to walk um is absolutely flying. I looked at the other day and I want to say that that's just flying along. Um I don't have to total at the minute. One forty. It's gone over one forty now. So we're down to the last ten grand. Um which is absolutely brilliant. We seem to be coming on here every week and going, Oh, it's thirteen, now it's or sixteen, now it's thirteen, now it's ten. So on this trajectory we should get there in the next when I say we, we're just part of it. Um, in the next three, four weeks, hopefully. But look, the link is in the description. Um, if you want to go in there and donate, please do so. Because as Kev always says, the fires and the tenors that are given will get them there. If enough people do that, that's what gets them there. Now that's what takes it over all the time. And there's been brilliant, um, you know, charitable walks by by people and, and events organised over the last couple of weeks that I've seen from. And he is going to get to that 150k, but if you can help us. The link is in the description. And if you take that link and share it amongst your friends, your family, your colleagues, wherever it might be, that would be absolutely brilliant because we've stopped you having the ability to give money to this channel in the hope that if you wanted to give us money towards the running of the channel or the bills that we have to pay, that you don't. You turn around and you give it to Bobby instead. So, um, Yeah, hopefully that works. I've forgotten the ads tonight because I'm setting them all up. Do you want me to Uh,
1: read
2: them as fast as possible? Do you want to do the ads? Don't do them as fast them right as possible. Here. Read them properly. Did I give you the Did I Read give it. you the third one?
1: No, you you might have to do the third one. I don't no, well I tell you two. what,
2: let's not deal with them because I don't have them lined up properly, and um, they will start from tomorrow for the rest of the week. Tomorrow we have got a quiz. Matt has been given a second chance at life by organising an LFC uh, quiz. I got drunk Premier League quiz. Last night. It is interactive. You will get a link tomorrow that you can join in and play on your phone. Wednesday night is all about Luis Suarez. So the life and times of Luis Suarez is on Wednesday night with myself, Phil, um, Shani and Keith. Um, That's Wednesday night. Thursday, Friday, we're not too sure um, because still no bleeding football on. So we might throw in something else there as well. Um, But at the end of the week, we'll try to keep you going. And, of course, all them shows will have the ads on them. Um, All three ads this week as well. Ma, anything else before we go?
1: nothing i gotta do some final revisions on the quiz here and uh i'm, I'm aiming for 50 percent i think everybody should be aiming to get about 50 percent on this one so okay. a huge
2: upgrade davo the last time matt organized the quiz it was like can you tell me how many times fabio radio touched the ball was right for in the O eight O nine season that's that was the standard of the question so he's under pressure here isn't
0: he Ah, oh, he is yeah but listen come here Trippers quizzes remember the the sponsor jerseys and you had the wrong answers for oh, the that wrong was years. Chris Brack, that, that, yeah. That was the... the you know I mean. so Chris gave us the be, wrong...
2: Gave us the wrong information. Gave the
0: wrong answers. Yeah. But look, so, as I said,
2: anything else before we go, level? No. Are you no, happy?
0: All good. I'm very, very grateful that we're, we're doing in the hour, gap, No problem you
2: know. at all, but I always look after you. Um, but look, as I said... It's a quiz tomorrow night. You will get a link. You will be able to play on your phone um, and we'll have a good bit of laugh. When the international break comes around, it's hard to put out content when Liverpool aren't playing um, because, you know, just people will come on and just keep talking about fucking players and injuries and the, the transfer window from two months ago and it just doesn't interest us. We will come on. We will do, like, um, quizzes, drafts, um, whatever we can think of just to keep us, us entertained and out of trouble. And you entertained and out of trouble too. That has been winners and losers from the LFC Day Trippers. Thanks for being to Matt. Thanks for being to Davo. I've been Gav. The chat has been excellent. Talk to you in a bit. Over
1: now. Sports Social Podcast Network.